yo, 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 yo. Hey. What's good, deal? guys? What's good? What's going on? It's your boy, Yo Stream. Oh my, it's your boy. Are you Jay Z? Is he Jay Z? Yo, Jay, turn me up a little bit louder. I'll pull out the cord. That's what I'm gonna do. Please. Sunday. Tell my voice up a my nonsense bit. level of to- tolerance level is not high. Oh my goodness! <laughs> What's wrong with you people? Why is there so much energy right now? Like, why not, man? What happened to you, man? Alright then. You know what? Keep the same energy for the next ten episodes. I'm not even going to say forever because I know your limitations. If you can make it to the next episode with the same energy, I'll be shocked and surprised. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, Hey guys. Hi. Welcome to another episode of the Make It Sense podcast is myself, Kalisha me. here. Yeah, yeah, Jay. Kalisha. Yeah, we didn't even introduce ourselves. We're getting slack today, you know. Um, Yours truly. Yeah, Jay, so. Jerome, Thinking Jay, whatever. How are you guys? How's your week been? Good. good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Week, good stuff. Good parts of the mean face. Anyway, <laughs> so this week's topic, we are talking about the cost of a startup or cost of the start of a business. Yes, <coughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, there was absolutely. a lot to research as well. I can imagine. Can no. imagine. Lots, lots to find. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you know, important topic for our listeners. Um, you know, being entrepreneurial is something we've highlighted is missing sometimes in our demographic and, you know, in the working class demographic as a whole. Um, so how you actually do that, because I think it's a very specific set of skills different from working somewhere. Yep. You know, you might have a very good job, have a good salary. Doesn't mean you can start a business. You know what I mean? It no. just means you're senior at work. Um, so, yeah, I think just knowing more about how that works in that whole world would be very interesting. Something I'm interested in. Yeah. And, and we're just going to give you an overview of how just, again, this will not be detailed. Mm. Yeah. We're just telling you what we think it might cost or just roughly how much it costs. Obviously, it all depends on what the business is and all yeah, that stuff, yeah. right? But we'll just tell you how to get funding, that kind of stuff. Give you sure. some numbers as usual. Sure. Um, as per usual, mm-hmm. this is um, just information. We're not giving you any direct advice. Preach. We're directing you indirectly. <laughs> no, advising you indirectly. <laughs> so before you do anything, do your own research. Um, seek yes, some sir. professional help. Pay someone if you have to. Then you can sue them if the information turns Indeed, out. Indeed, they have the relevant insurances. Exactly, because you can't sue us. At all. So um, yeah, on that I'll note. I'll be on a flight to Jamaica before you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so with that being said, let's get it cracking. Let, let me hand over to my colleague. Oh yeah, our so, correspondent. <laughs> the cost of starting a business. Well, basically, before you even start a business, you have to think of an idea. You have to do your research. You have to like choose a business business structure, and also you have to do all the little paperwork like pick and register your business name, set up a business account, get compliant, all of that stuff. Which is very time consuming and I think people don't realise how important those yeah. stuff stuff is. <coughs> so the first thing I'll go into is how much is actually needed to start a business. Okay. And when during my research there wasn't really like a specific number because it obviously yeah. all depends on I, I was gonna I was thinking that there can't be one. No. Because right? if I wanna set up a stool at some market and sell I don't know, apples, that's gonna be a lot cheaper than Yeah inventing some biotech sure mm-hmm. sure yeah because each business is unique it depends on the industry depends on your location it yeah, depends on the structure yeah. but um according to telegraph <coughs> article in 2016 the average uk startup spends about 22,756 in its Jesus first year Christ. in its first year and that's that's house. not bad in its first year <laughs> that's in its 22, first year 22,000 in its first year yeah, as a startup the, 
I just okay. break, let me just break down the cost quickly. So, six thousand two hundred fifty is on legal costs. Mm. Three thousand nine hundred is on accountancy, and four thousand five hundred. You know, Think First Limited is trading now, so three thousand nine hundred. Okay, and then four thousand five hundred is on HR. Hello, and um, five thousand is on like the formation of the company. And they said that people tend to underestimate around about two thousand of their costs. Mm. And obviously, like I said, it it varies depending on what country you're in. But it says London-based entrepreneurs will be hit with the biggest bill, which will be about 30 grand to start up a business. Londoners always get hit. But the most expensive is Manchester, and that is 44,000. Really? Yeah. And that was on two or three articles that I found that Manchester is the highest to start up. Why is that? I don't know, but to hazard a guess, I don't know. Has there been a lot of investment in Manchester to make it, you know, a favourable business destination? I don't know. Is there... There wasn't actually no reason. No? I couldn't find no reason. Why? I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if maybe they've <laughs> invested in a lot of infrastructure in Manchester, so maybe they've put up business rates. So I'd, mm-hmm. I'd have to know what part of the kind of funding of a business is expensive. Is it is it their business rates? Is it insurances? I don't know. And Wales is the most cost efficient with only 17000 okay. to start a business. And um, I looked into like different areas. So if you want to start up a motoring business, it'll be about sixty four grand. Okay. Manufacturing about forty five. Okay. Media is thirty six. Travel and transport is eighteen, and the cheapest is design, which is only about four thousand to start up. Design, okay. As in yeah. clothing. Yeah. That's that's interesting because there are quite a lot of uh, social media design companies out there now, F- fashion brands. So mm-hmm. maybe the fact that that's one of the more affordable ones to get into. I don't know if that's a part of it. <coughs> interesting. Um, <coughs> sorry go ahead mm-hmm. um, I'm tell people why you're coughing yeah I, um, I've got bronchitis why are you putting on your... I've, I've got um... <laughs> the humble voice yeah 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 do you want to tell them the other reason <laughs> no I've actually got bronchitis that's it oh. I've had it for like nearly a month it needs to go that's part of your sorry, that's a hangover cough <laughs> I've had it anyway <laughs> and also there is a disparity between genders and how much how much is spent and where the money goes. So fem- female business owners spend nearly two thirds. Only, f- oh, I was going to say something, Francis. No, but I have a lot on the women. Oh yeah, female business owners spend nearly two thirds, fifty nine percent less than their male counterparts at the launch of their businesses. With men spending an average of thirteen compared to women eight thousand. Why, why is that? What, do they do they know something we don't know? <laughs> I, don't know. I think women um, tend to. Like hold back with their spending. Things I think they're a bit more careful. Yeah. <laughs> in some ways, I think some might be a bit more careful, but I think some just doesn't want to spend and hold back with their spending where I think they probably need to spend more. Yeah, that's a sexist, <coughs> sexist article. Until I see the numbers, I refuse to believe it. Interesting. <laughs> okay. So what was your findings on it since you said there's a lot about gender? Yeah, I had a lot on that actually, but okay. um, it was more on like basically on the statistic in terms of small and medium companies and their contribution to the economy, which I believe is something we'll be talking more on later. So, um, why don't I wait until then? Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> Bro, it better be good after that intro, you know. So, you, men bro. budget <laughs> significantly more on IT equipment <coughs> and websites. Okay. And what do women spend on? 
Um, right, they smell like the design, the color, you know. The wow, you know? that that was <laughs> very <laughs> sexist. Yeah, yeah, Every- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone, get him, get him. <laughs> Leave my mentions alone, please. <laughs> I'm with you, ladies. I'm with you. Don't believe yeah, what right. I say. What they say about me? Yeah, right. And younger startup owners aged 18 to 34-year-olds were most likely to find the cost higher than they expected compared to the 30% of older entrepreneurs, which is 35 plus. Okay. <laughs> and I think that's down to experience as well. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, where do we get funding from? Yes. To start up these businesses, I think that's a big stumbling block or hurdle, should I say? It is. There's but so many different I, ways. Like you can do like personal savings, credit cards, bank loans, yeah. and stuff. But I'd like, I'd right. like to add with the fund, <laughs> with the funding thing, right? It obviously again all depends on your business, yes. what you're doing, blah blah blah. But I think before you actually get to the point where you need funding as such, because I feel like if you're starting something, you should put your own money up first. Even if that's a few hundred pounds or a few thousand, right? I agree. Whether that's to buy materials, yeah, you should. I don't to think, do research yeah, as well. To, that's that should be your time and money to begin with. So mm. with the funding thing, I think you you should only get funding once you've reached a point where you know you're doing something which is viable. <coughs> you just need to produce more of it. Yeah. Or so, you need something to allow you to produce. Basically, you're at a point where you know you can create something. Yeah. So how about you got the person who's got a really good idea. But their financial situation is crap. It's in the yeah. toilet. They've got okay. no money. What, yeah. what they, are you saying? They should in, go well, get a job until no, they're ready? Or? In that case, mm. you can obviously still get funding. But because it's just an idea, you best believe whoever's giving you funding is going to ask you for a very high percentage. percentage. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Because you just have an idea. So he's buying into your idea. Mm. That's very different from saying, I have this product. I've created one or two of. I've developed one or two. Now I need money to create more of them. And that's, so again, speaks to why it's so important to be financially literate and yeah. be in a financially mm-hmm. stable position. Yeah. Because it's yeah. less likely that someone can take exactly. advantage of you. Exactly. Of and just back to your point, the guy who has the idea but has no money, maybe it makes sense to get a job for six months mm-hmm. to save some money to at least develop your product to the, to the point where you can go to someone and say, I just need money to make more of it. Yeah. Rather than to say, I need you to finance my idea. Yeah. And when yeah. you hear funding, it doesn't have to be someone like you don't know. It could be a family member as yeah. well. Yeah, agree. It could I be your friend. It could be your first, um, it, the first people you yeah. tell. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Friends, family, you know, whoever. Yeah, yeah, the the yeah. immediate friend. Yeah, so th- that's that's the, f- the, f- the first kind of avenue I would go to. Friends, family. Friends whatever, and family, extended sure. Friends, extended families. And from then, there's, yeah, different types. The most obvious one is obviously a bank. You can get a business loan. Um, usually, <laughs> they come interest on average six percent. Obviously, you can get more or less. Usually, they come with a lot of requirements. So they would want you to to have been doing some business for a number of years. Sometimes it's twenty four months, eighteen months, twelve months, whatever. But they want to see that there's some activity going on. Depending on how much you want to borrow, some will actually want to see that you're making revenue, even if you're not profitable. They just want to see you're making revenue. Um, yeah, the loans can be anywhere between uh, a year to 15 years. It, it varies. But usually the bank loans, the, um, if you default on them, mm-hmm. you're, you're in big trouble, basically. The, um, so there's that. Crowdfunding is another source. They're very popular now, crowdfunding. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So that's just crowd. Is it source funding the same thing? Not too sure. Okay, crowdfunding anyway. So yeah, there, there's loads of websites where you present your ideas and the, uh, the advantages 
anyone or any anyone who wants to can add whatever amount they want. So you can have a thousand people give you one pound. That's a thousand pounds, right? Mm-hmm. That is such a flexible way to raise. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, the thing it is, really I've got is. the app for one of them, but I've just not used it. I need to stop procrastinating. Yeah, enough. and and the interest rates tend to be lower on those as well. Okay, right, because the the amount of people giving you the money is so much is so much bigger. Um, so yeah, crowdfunding. Then you have these um, companies who specifically give out business loans. So they're not banks, they're just businesses who give out business loans. And they're very similar to banks in terms of the requirements they have. The good thing about those is sometimes they'll give you like a, a come of a mentor mm. or some business partner, someone who's basically helping you with your business. Gotcha. But but then with that being said, banks do that too, right? Um, with bank loans, you might need some collateral. So mm-hmm. say you produce, I don't know, shoes. Some of your shoes, they will have it will it will be a secured loan, as in if you default, they can come and take your products, your mm-hmm. inventory. Okay. So that most bank business loans are secured against some assets that you owe as the business. That's interesting because I suppose if you're a lean startup, you don't have that many assets. No, so you don't have anything, right? Yeah, you so it'd be difficult for you. You guys lend intellectual property. Yeah. So it's 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 mostly those with physical, tangible assets that can get bank loans. Gotcha. But I think the biggest obstacle to bank loans is the um. They want you to. They want to see that there's some activity mm-hmm. that you're trading, you're mm. doing something. It can make them make money. So yeah, it definitely money. feels like yeah. Try and turn to friends and family if you're fortunate enough to have people in your circle that could fund you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you always as we've mentioned it several times, things like EIS scheme, very important. Mm-hmm. They can get a tax break, so it's benefiting them and you. Yeah. Um, and then maybe crowd, uh, crowdfunding. crowdfunding. Yeah, and Wait. then there's also the government funding. So uh-huh. government, there's a source of yeah, ah. grants and stuff. Wasn't there the yeah. Princess Trust back there's in the day? Yeah, yeah, up until thirty. Now it's the Princess Trust. Okay. Before I think it used to be twenty five, but now yeah. it's thirty. There's loads. There's there's actually quite a few. Um, I, I've got a link to the ones that I found, but there's Perfect. a lot more. Um, there's um, so there there's this the gu guv dot no, is it guv dot uk that government website. Anyway, Gov. I have the link. Yeah, the, gov. Yeah, gov. gov. Yeah, G-O-V. Yeah, G-O-V. G-O-V. yeah, Gov. Yeah, yeah. There. If you go in there, mm. you just type in um, startup loan. It comes up. Um, so, yeah, the loan from the guy is called a startup loan. That's what okay. it's called. Uh, you can have a, between one and five years. Again, there's requirements. You have to be 18 years. You have to be trading for 24 months. And it comes with a, a mentor. Someone's going to mentor you. Um, the good thing about that one is it's unsecured. So you don't need any, you know, n- none of your assets are collateralized or anything. So I guess if it's just intellectual property that you have, yeah. you can still get the loan. But none of these are easy to get. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them are very difficult to get because they want you to explain exactly what you're doing. Um, how are you planning on making money? What's mm-hmm. your marketing strategy? What's this? So most people that apply for these loans actually don't get them. Really? Yeah. Okay. This goes back to the beginning when I said... Do your think of an idea, but also do your research. Yeah, but I think that's fair because you don't want to give money away to people. You know, over the years, there's been I've I've done it. I've tried a few things. There's this I'm not gonna mention the name, but yeah, came up to me once, and he had this. It was a sick idea. He goes, "Oh, you see how in the US all the baseball, basketball teams they have these hats." You told me about this one. I, I told you about, and you everyone did. wears them. I'm like, yeah. He's like, we don't have that here of the Premier League. Why is that? I was like, you know what? You're right. He's like, yeah, why don't we start one? I was like, yeah, 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 let's do it. So we said, cool. So we, we did like, I think five samples or something. So this is without speaking to the Premier League teams, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we did those samples, Arsenal, Tottenham, whatever, which was, 
it didn't cost that much, like mm. hundred pounds or something. Mm. And then we we wrote like formal letters, emails, whatever, sent it to I think like ten teams, and then three of them responded. Okay. Oh wow! And we're like, yeah, no. They said no. <laughs> well, <laughs> they said no. They're not gonna license, um, give us the license to use their team, whatever. But what they could do is if we do like a um. It, it could be a one-off, something like kick out racism or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we can use it. Okay, got you. For some, for one reason or another, the 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 person I was doing it with wasn't too happy about that. He just said, "Okay, you know what? Why don't we just do a couple, like a hundred hats bootleg and just sell them?" And me, like an idiot, I agreed to it. So mm-hmm. we did those. I don't know if it was a hundred. We did quite a few. Maybe it was fifty. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Which cost like five hundred pounds. I don't know. Okay. Oh, wow. Maybe it was a hundred because it wasn't crazy expensive. Mm. But yeah, that money's gone. And yeah, I've never seen yeah, it again. You know? yeah. But I, I, I have myself to, to blame for that. You do, well. you do, you do. But anyway, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> um, what about yours, Jerome? Do you have any story to tell us? No, not really, you know. Not really. I think to, uh, my kind of journey into being an entrepreneur is just now starting. You know, yeah. I've, I've always been someone that's had a lot of ideas, but not, not much belief in those ideas. Um, I think if I'm only starting this pod has made me now think okay I can do something mm-hmm. um, so no I, I haven't got any stories yet but they're coming um, recently gone contracting so I'm no longer hey, perm get that money um, baby that's the you know first step <laughs> of the corporate plantation Ta- tax evader <laughs> avoider I'm a tax avoider <laughs> which is my right evader you know, some people want a right to purge I want a right to avoid tax um yeah, so um, no, I haven't got any stories, but yeah, there's, there's some to come. I've got, I'm starting to turn some of my ideas into, mm-hmm. you know, actual things. So, yeah. okay. so I'll bring you in for some consultancy, Francis. I just want to let you know. Th- thank you very much. Thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Cool. Where are we at next? In terms of starting a business. We are at the cost online. The cost of like starting a business online yeah. versus physical cost. Yeah, that, I thing. think so, that is it's such a, a hard thing to really actually, yeah because think about it right you're not just gonna get up one day and say i don't know i want to open 10 shops yeah abc yeah no. right you probably have an idea and i think i feel like now we're naturally gravitating towards online that's how i feel yeah might yeah, be yeah. wrong yeah right yeah that's, that's... i think that's generational though yeah i just think that's under say under 30s is going to online so I, I think I, i'm above 30 i still <laughs> so go when you say gravitating to online in what in what way what do you mean yeah like say whatever business idea i had mm-hmm. my first thing would be how do i get a, across to people online do you mean online as a website or online as in like instagram and stuff like that i would say all of it but i guess it depends there's on there's a business, difference right? though mm-hmm. but okay let's just say i had a business right the most thing that would come naturally to me would be some kind of consultancy. Yes, right? that That's the most natural thing to me. The first thing I would do is create a website. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I would do. Yeah. And then I would think of, okay, how do I actually get exposure to people? How do, how do I let people know that I'm, I exist? Mm-hmm. Again, it would be something online. I, I actually can't think of it. Yeah, so, okay, I hear what you're saying. Now. Like, regardless of if you've got a pure out-and-out online business, or bricks and mortar, as they call it, like a shop. Mm-hmm. Either way, online has to be a part. Of That's what, what I think. In a major way, just 100%. naturally, and, right? Yeah, no, and, and I think yeah, I agree with that. I don't think you'll find many people that wouldn't. No, you um, just have to be careful online because remember, well, I think one of our episodes that we've done before that, um, like, if Instagram went down, where would your business be? Yeah, so you have to be yeah, very yeah. careful that about. Is a, that's a very very strong point because you are <laughs> very heavily dependent on like one platform. 
or, or, or a very small number of platforms. So yeah, if you're a YouTuber, if YouTube goes down or your account gets hacked or whatever, your whole business is gone. So yeah, I think when you said before, you should have your own website, right? Yeah, I would say have your own website and just probably use Instagram and Twitter as just marketing. Got you. Got yeah, you. just to, for exposure. But yeah. I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't advise to solely put your business on Instagram because mm. Instagram can take it down. Like, look at that guy, I'm just bait. Yeah. He used to take his like, the, the tweets and stuff and then pull it on Instagram and his, his Instagram is gone. That's crazy. Why, why did it, why is it gone? Um, I, I don't know if it's due to copyright. I don't, I don't know. know. It could be any number of reasons. It could be you've used the copy, you've infringed a rule, you've yeah. offended someone and someone's uh, reported you. It could be anything. Someone's just hacked you because that's what they do. You've just gone unlucky and that's what they've done. I suppose there's any reason why your account, look at this anomics. He's had like three different Twitters. <laughs> you know what I mean? It can just happen and he yeah. doesn't know why. So, if say he was that was you know he was selling stuff through his online platform, that's it gone. That's you know, and that's money gone, not just your notoriety mm-hmm. and popularity. That's your actual cash flow gone. So it's quite important. So um, there's going to be links up in the show notes, as, as we usually say. That's but I usual. found um, obviously it's always a US. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Actually, I have a lot of UK information this time. Oh, do you? Yeah. I had I got more UK information on this than yeah. and any research that we've ever done. But yeah. On this <coughs> online versus physical was on US. So, a retail store total cost would be roughly around ten thousand pounds. So that'd be a monthly retail lease, upfront investment. You have to think about staff. You have to think about inv- inventory. Mo- so ten thousand per month. Yeah, that's just a startup. Oh, okay. That's just a start up. But for online. To start up an online store or online business, it will only cost you roughly about six thousand for an initial investment, and That's it'll still be a, high. Huh? That's still high. It's still high, but it's not. It's not ten thousand. Yeah, I guess. So. And then each month it will cost you roughly about two thousand, two thousand pounds per month, mm-hmm. and um, that will include like web development, okay. web hosting, um, technical marketing costs, analy- analytic results, and stuff like that. Mm. And said so with um online you save a lot of money when it comes in terms of like paper, overhead, yeah, staff, yeah, yeah. you more increased um flexibility, more yeah. professionalism as well. You get global access. Yes. Look at look at upworks that we that <coughs> used. You can get access to global talent yeah. on yeah. a you know flexible basis. That's key. I we did use them, right? We did. Yeah. That's how we got our wow. you, yeah. just to give you some backstory. We used a platform called Upworks to we do. That's how we got Prashi to do our logo, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what we used it for. But it, yeah. you can use that to get developers, anything. anything, anything yeah. You know what I mean? So you can build a team on a flexible basis through the internet. I mean, so it is very change, you know, crazy. But the only thing is that used to be cheaper, which isn't anymore uh, in terms of online costs, is um, marketing and advertising, and grabbing cheaper traffic. So like increasing invisibility. So if you wanted. Um, Say like for making sense, mm. and we wanted <coughs> to use the hashtag making sense, and it always comes up with us. That will cost, cost a money. lot of money, yeah. which we wouldn't be able to do. Whereas big businesses are paying a lot of money yeah. for Get those type hashtag. of hashtags. Yeah, you can so, follow hashtags now. Yeah, so it's a make, it's a crazy way to drive engagement and traffic, kind of thing. And that's what all these big organisations are doing. They are paying for that now. Ah. So, <coughs> sorry. Great. So now it's expensive to do and you can find another way to be flexible I suppose 
Yeah. What's going? Why are you laughing? Just hashtags. It's this whole new thing, right? But you know, what I hear, I hear you. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy, but you think about it a different way. It, it makes sense. It's no, it makes a hundred percent sense. Mm. But it's just like again, I remember when I first got Instagram, and then that's where I saw it. Yeah, yeah. That's where yeah, I started. Didn't it come out on Facebook first? <coughs> is it maybe? But yeah. I saw it first on Instagram. I think I saw it on Twitter, Twitter first. I think. Right. Well, we that Nikki and find out who invented the hashtag. <laughs> I think I am. Why, why do you remember that he's Googles? That's me. That's why I'm here, B. Yeah, it's just, you know, seeing it develop from something to... Because everyone uses hashtags now. LinkedIn, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I search hashtags like... Even sometimes oh, when it I comes to like hashtags. certain outfits, I'm like, mm, let yeah, me search these. Just... Yeah, everyone uses it. It's just a way... I don't know how to explain it, man. It just... It can makes social media convenient. You know, you follow the things you want to see. You know, it tailors it to you. It tailors your experience. It makes it easier if you just find the stuff you want to find. Mm-hmm. But as a business owner trying to um, increase your visibility and mm. in terms of hashtag, that would be very difficult. Yeah. It's There's so much competition out there as well. I almost think that we're getting to a space now where you can't solely rely on it now. Yep. It's going to have to be a part of a number of things you're doing. So you're doing your online, you're actually still getting out there and networking, you're physically going out there and touching and meeting people. I don't know, maybe that's a way around it. That you have to just use it as well as many other yep. things. Whereas before you could have probably just sat in your room and had a business. Yeah. And know? now I don't know if I would go straight to online if I was to start a business. I wouldn't mind paying that extra money and having actually a physical store. Yeah, same. Imagine having that one store that everybody goes yeah. to. Uh, <coughs> for me, I think, and the ventures I have in mind that I want to try and pursue over the next 18 months or whatever, I think it'd be a mixture of the two. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there's things where I would need a physical store. I probably wouldn't buy it. I'd rent it. You know, I, I'm, I lean towards more renting than buying now anyway, as most people do. Pop-up store? Uh, yeah, pop-up stores. That was a really... Did you mention that on one episode? Maybe. That's becoming a thing now where... I think it's in one country yeah, where did. they have these big warehouses and you can just go in there as a pop-up store. I mean, that would be dope. Cause especially you've got a lot of these online brands. They can just go there as and when they need and you as a, supp- a customer can go as and when you need. But, okay. So, yeah. So, um, what business are you starting next, Kalisha? Do you know what? I always have ideas... And I'm thinking to sell my ideas because I just, much, uh, you know, you can actually friends? sell your yeah, business bro, ideas. I came first, bro. <laughs> you know, you can actually, remember France is my business idea. I'm still not going to say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't. And it can actually still work up until now, even with Brexit. Even <laughs> Let with, me know, I'll make it happen. I'm like, Diddy, I can do anything. <laughs> I think my idea is so sick and it can literally change, not just for UK, it can change the world. Why don't, why don't we take that offline? No, it is, it is a sick idea. It's, it's, it's a very simple idea, but those are usually the ones that... Of course. You know, Uber was a very simple idea. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're not here to talk about <laughs> Kanisha's business ideas. Yeah. Okay? So we'll You'll just that, see them. We'll take that offline. Indeed. Okay. Next um, up. The su- success rates of startups. Yeah, I think that would be... I found that very interesting when yeah. I was researching this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, did, you, did you listen to that podcast on it? No. Okay. No. Yeah, so it was very surprising what I found. Um so it's for the UK. Oh, it's actually wait, was that for the UK? Yeah, for the yeah. UK. No, actually this is global, not the UK, it's global. Um the success rate, which is defined as companies that do not fail within eighteen months, right? That's mm-hmm. the purpose of this. It's only twenty percent. So twenty out of a hundred companies that start mm-hmm. only only twenty only twenty percent manage to still exist after eighteen months. All right. So that's what we're calling a success rate. Whether you like the definition or not, it's, it's yeah. arguable. Did you right? find out about the average age as well? I did find yeah. out about the average age. Yeah. Um, but um, 
for the uh, <laughs> the reasons why there's such a low success rate, I had a number of them. Mm-hmm. I've, I've listed seven, but again, there's more. The number one reason why these companies did not make it past 18 months was lack of cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them were selling stuff, but they had issues, late payments, delayed invoices. They didn't have enough money yeah. at the time to okay. pay for something. That doesn't surprise because I think cash management is so important. Is so overlooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're so driven to profit and now EBITDA. Exactly. If you, if you work in corporate world. Mm-hmm. EBITDA is earnings before... Not EBITDA. Earnings for interest, interest, tax, tax and depreciation. Depreciation and amortization, which are slightly different. Variations of the same thing. I know what that okay. is. Okay. Okay, what's the difference between depreciation and amortization? Well, depreciation and asset depreciates. And asset depreciates every year. Mm-hmm. Amortization is, is spreading the, the the repayment of... You you, you amortize a loan. The payments Go are amortized over <laughs> certain years. Put simply, you <laughs> depreciate a physical asset, you amortize... Intangible assets. I knew that. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but wait, wait. What I said was right because amortization also refers to spreading the costs it's, of something. Okay, there's the same thing. So yeah. amo- to amortize something is the same as to depreciate it. But from an uh, accounting perspective, you just you depreciate physical assets and because you, they're physical, they they decrease okay. in value. I get it. Amortize intangible ones. You okay. use it. You know, slightly different. I hate you. You should. Um, <laughs> okay, number one, late, late, uh, lack of cash. Number two. There's no short term to short to midterm plans in terms of what you're doing with the business. Cash management is important. Okay, yeah. good to know. Uh, number three, lack of a clear value proposition, i.e., not knowing what value your product is actually mm-hmm. adding or who exactly it's adding the value to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Number four, heavy reliance on only a few customers. Yeah. So you have one or two customers that make up a huge percentage of your sales. If they turn you down, if they decide not to buy from you, that's it. Uh, number five, no marketing plans or a platform. Um, number six, no analytics on your performance. So you don't know which who's buying the most. You don't know when you're selling the most, what you're selling the most, yeah. over which period you're selling. None of the analytics. That's why you need good financial planning and analysis. We do. We have to. Small to medium fee. <laughs> <laughs> and, and lastly, um, Poor management, poor day-to-day management yeah, of your business. Tr- don't try to do everything by yourself just because you know you're a one-man band. There's or you try thing. to save money. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay to hire professionals to do something. Yeah, and that's why I like Upworks as a platform mm. because you can get in and out and get those professionals. You know, what I mean, if I need someone who's knowledgeable in design, I can go get them. Yeah. I don't have to try and learn how to do it myself. You know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. That is that is it on the success rate from me. I. Also found out that um, the age, the average age of successful startup founders, and it's around forty five years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got forty two. Yeah, forty five for high growth companies. Yeah, that doesn't surprise. Yeah, but, I, right, well, it actually, I think it doesn't surprise me because I had listened to that podcast before. But I think the average person on the street thinks that all these successful twenty one year olds are like the new thing, and yeah. they're not. But it's really not the no. case. And I, I, I actually read that a while ago yeah. about that age thing and the explanation for it. So you will get the odd, you know, 20 year old or, you know, they're, mid-20, they're, that's, they're the outliers, yeah, though. Exactly. But we make it seem like they're the norm. Because and that's what we not. focus on. Yeah, right? they're that's not. what we focus on. But it's been known for a while that most of the successful business are, part, you know, created by people that are slightly older. Yeah, you know between I mean? the ages of 40 and 49. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They've got the benefit of experience. They have experience. They have contacts. Yes. They have and that's money. The main thing I think it was. They had the money and the contacts. Yeah. yeah. It said that 20 something. 
20-something-year-olds have the lowest likelihood of starting a company with a su- successful exit. Yeah, one in 1,000. Wow. Which is crazy. Is it literally just that inexperience, you think? I think it's the inexperience. I it's the lack so. of cash. It's the lack of um, contacts. So do um, they almost need a business mentor from early? But I don't It's all the reasons what you mentioned. The but, seven reasons that you just mentioned, yeah, that is the but reason. I don't actually think <coughs> 21-year-olds have that many ideas. The reason why I say that, I think 21-year-olds have new ideas, as in they come up with things that don't exist. Mm -hmm. But a 45-year-old, he's been doing something for so long, he knows where shit's going wrong. He knows what's needed to fix something. So a 21-year-old, say, he he looks at the world completely differently, right? Mm. So yeah, I think it's that. But do do you not think that sometimes having uh, that youth energy that always so something new? They're is both needed. Yeah. But to be honest, I'll be more likely to give money to a 45 year old yeah. with yeah. 20 years' experience of shoe manufacturing than yeah. that 20 year old, you know, who yeah. has this. The thing is, he or she is a smart 45 year old. They've yeah. probably hired the, the smart 20 year old to this work for it. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they use them to get ideas from yeah. them. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so back to the success rate thing. The, the numbers that what well, I looked at, it, there was a study by MIT and they looked at 2.7 million companies. So 2.7 million companies in the US between 2007 and 2014 and they came up with these numbers from that study. So they've looked at 2.7 million companies. That's a lot of companies. And they looked at, and from that distribution, they can see 20 people in their 20s had a success rate of one in 1,000, which is next to nothing. Okay. Um, yeah that's that crazy but i don't know do they you know is it the fact that their ideas are always new and whatever so it's a high risk factor versus you say the but 45 I, see, role, I, I don't actually the think ideas more seasoned. there are that many though that's the other thing i don't think there are that many 21 year olds coming up with business. business yeah i don't think so i might be wrong no probably not, probably not. i think there's probably certain schools that breed that so like yeah. if you go to some of the top universities they like, definitely yeah. they probably breed more entrepreneurial people in general so i wouldn't yeah. i'd be surprised wouldn't be surprised if it was more if the weight yeah. is higher there yeah. Yeah. but in your average university maybe that isn't pushing you to be entrepreneurial you haven't got CEOs of companies coming in every week to inspire yeah. you yeah. and make you but feel that I went here too you can do it yeah. if you haven't got that maybe yeah. you naturally don't but you know it. even with these 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 colleges or unis that you know we say they inspire to be entrepreneurs mm. you know they don't physically tell the kids to be entrepreneurs right I think they say to them whatever you do you have to be the best in yeah. Yeah. so they push them to exceed in everything they do mm. and i think naturally because they have that thinking of oh i can do this a lot better than you that's that's why i'm gonna start my own thing yeah i just wanted to put okay. that in that's a good point yeah i was having this convo the other day with my other half hey, hey. <laughs> we're talking about hey, about nah. private schools private schools yes yeah? why <laughs> and, and she was basically saying that, yeah, you know, it's these private schools, they teach the kids to be more entrepreneurial. But I was just saying, no, I just think they, you know, they teach them to to excel at everything. Okay. And so, yeah. sometimes excelling means doing something better than the, the competitors do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I don't yeah. think they directly told them, here's your classroom being an entrepreneur. Yeah. I don't think that. But I definitely think it's an environment yeah. where there's various indirect 100%. impacts that make you go the right 100%. And I think it's the way they make you think about yourself and what you can do. Yes. Mm. Yeah, they basically make you think you can do whatever you want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's possible. And I think that's the key part of being an entrepreneur, believing that you can do things that what? often can't yeah. be done or haven't been done before. No, 100%. You, what someone sent me is you need a dreamer, you need a yeah, realist. It's you on need our a, socials. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, something like that. I, I believe that. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> okay, <laughs> then. So I, I I had this report from the um. There'll be the link to it. I can't remember the name of this is. It's one of those UK business something something <laughs> database. Anyway, Very they looked. <laughs> they looked at. Very um, helpful for our listeners. Thank you, Francis. They looked. They looked at um small and actually the question I was trying to answer is answer was how much do small and how much do startups or small and medium business companies in the UK contribute, contribute to, to the, the economy. UK economy and um, I don't know if this is surprising but actually f- firstly the definition of a small and medium sized enterprise SME is businesses with fewer than 250 employees but to me 250 employees is huge yeah that's quite a lot that's huge, yeah so really what we want to be looking at is micro businesses which have zero to nine employees uh, if you look at these there's about 5.4 million of those businesses in the uk that's a lot no this is this is it and they account for 96 percent of all businesses what that is huge wow 96 percent. yeah that is huge um but then this although it's nine, they, they account for 96 percent of all businesses this is just business transactions in terms of employee employment etc is actually not that much so what is it uh so for okay so that 96 percent of all businesses and they only employ about one third of all the employment in the uk which is still high given how small mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that and then um When you looked at the um, the SMEs, so the 240 plus, <coughs> they accounted for about 40% of employment, which is quite high. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this actually just, this, this tells us it's the small and the medium-sized firms that actually contribute most to the economy, not those huge ones. Mm-hmm. And there's actually not that many huge companies in the UK anyway. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was something interesting with the females that I found. I'll say that. Yeah. Oh, did you want us to do it later? No, no, you go into it first. Um, yeah, so, yeah. They also looked at um, the proportion of females, females basically starting up their own companies, right? Okay. So female, yep. female-led startups. Mm-hmm. Um, there's yeah, about... It's been on the rise. Yeah, it's been on the rise. There's about 1.2 million um, females. No, there's, there's about 1.2 million small to medium enterprises led by females yeah that's what it is uh 11% 11% of SMEs in technology are led by females okay compared to 45% in social and educational SMEs okay so okay. again they're underrepresented in technology right yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that and it seems to be a big drive for all the people that are underrepresented in technology to now get into it yeah if it's is. based on your color based on your gender you know what I mean yeah everyone needs to get into tech yeah, yeah. Um, there, there was this list of um. So it's called the 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 gender gap percentage points, right? Okay. For um, for for women led SMEs, yeah. But yeah. this is a global one, right? So that the higher the score, the more there's a gender gap. Um, the UK ranks fourth from the top. So there's a there's a huge gap in the really? gap. Yeah. But guess who number one was? Iran. Which uh-huh. I is that surprising? Okay, so it's Iran. Yeah, Iran. yeah, I said that again. So any the the the, the biggest gender gap is, is in, in Iran. Iran. Yeah. 
It's actually it's not surprising. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's um, their kind of culture is very much men yeah. work, women don't. The yeah. lowest is in Brazil. Okay. Yeah, but remember, this is just for a female starting a company, right? Yeah. Yeah. So actually, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, women are only recently able to drive in some Arab countries. I don't know if it was Iran in particular. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Anyway. Okay. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, mm, anyway. So, who do you not think has, is the top foreign nationalities of UK business owners? Ooh. Top foreign nationality mm-hmm. uh, of UK business owners. Let me guess. Um, one sec. Da, da, da. Um, they're American or French? I'd say probably American. I think the Australians are growing, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're there yet. Well, you're both wrong. Is it Israel? Irish. Ah. It's ooh. Irish. I do it in order. I'm going to do it quickly. Okay. Irish, Polish, Indian, Chinese, Italian, Romanian, German. Romanian? French, American, Pakistani, Australian, Nigerian, Bulgarian, Spanish, and Dutch. Wow. That is okay. something. And what kind of businesses are these? Is that just in general? Yeah. <laughs> legitimate businesses? My yeah. friend. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to lower the tone so? Sorry. <laughs> this is just UK business only. I'm going to put the link up so everyone okay. can go and investigate. What that is interesting. That is I was shocked. I was like, oh, Irish was top. Well, you know, the close okay. links to the UK, the historic links to the UK. Maybe that's an explanation. We only have one African representative with Nigerian. Niger. And I'm not surprised it's Nigerian. Yeah, yeah neither am I. Yeah, I remember seeing a video, of, I think it was a Ghanaian guy, saying that his time living in, in Nigeria was like doing an MBA. I think I saw it, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know if he was legitimate or whatnot, but the things he was saying, there was some validity to them. Yeah, I bit. think I read that as well. You know, just the kind of the atmosphere, the, the <laughs> spirit of many of the Nigerians I've met, I'm not surprised by that. It's very a hustle Same. mentality. Same. Very fast-paced, very hustle, and, and it's a good one. In that, in yeah, some regards, that's a surprise. You know, there's going to be outliers that are negative, like the the number gang. Um, but in the round, some good people. <laughs> I should be a politician, you know. Yeah, both of you. You wouldn't. Vote for Jerome Cole, 2020, <laughs> and his running mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, thank you. I have no desires for that. All right, cool. So. So I think we've gone over the funding, you know, different aspects. Was there anything more? I had... No, that was it. So all I was going to actually ask the question. So, you know, you've had some experiences of trying to start business in the past. You know, I've got some ideas that I want to start now. Um, what do you think kind of made you want to get more, more entrepreneurial? Because I feel like it's becoming a more common thing. I just think for me, it's something that I could say is my own. Yes. Of yeah. having my own. Yeah. But then, <coughs> I think I was talking about this on Twitter the other day, this, this week. Not everybody is entrepreneurial. 100%. And not everyone should Most be. Most people <laughs> aren't. And you shouldn't feel that you have to start a business just yeah. because everybody's starting yeah, a business. So, um, and, and the funny thing is, at the beginning of this episode, Kanisha, you were saying the 6,000 costs whatever. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, this amount goes to accountants, this amount goes to lawyers. Yeah. It's these professionals that are making the money. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So even if you're not the entrepreneur, at least be someone who they service. need. Yeah, yeah. Service. Yeah. Service the entrepreneur. 
Right. And that could be your business, you know what I mean? So so I, I think my whole thing with it, right, is that don't ever think you can't do it. Because <coughs> everyone, if you really think in a certain way, you can find a skill, find a way to market it, and you can make some money, especially in a world where you have the internet and you have platforms that make it more flexible to do so. But yeah, as Kalisha says, don't just jump into business because it's the thing to do. Don't think you're now a failure because you haven't started a business. Some people just haven't got the mentality for it yeah, or the skill set for it or the desire for it. Um, and I think that's been and a I problem. And I think it's also having a kind of like a, a passion for it as well. And that's another thing. Is, do you know what? I think if you have a passion for something and you just naturally do it, then it's, it's a not no money brainer. orientated. That's, yeah. that's, it's a no brainer. You know what? But if you're just struggling, you, you want to think of something so bad just so you can say you're an entrepreneur, then you probably yeah. shouldn't be and one. There's too much, of, too much people just doing that yeah. just to say, yeah. oh, I have a and, business. And then the other avenues also work in something, yeah. not, have a nine to five. Then you identify something while you know I mean? doing entrepreneurs that. Yeah. From that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Entrepreneurs have worked for big corporates. And that's the best way. Exactly. Because and they leave ident- at like whatever age you, you leave You at. identify a problem or yeah. there's something and which they, should yeah. exist that doesn't exist. And then you branch out, you do your own thing. And you know what I think that's key as well? Because you've now worked in business. So I, I, That's I think why my issue, business idea banks. A lot of entrepreneurs, <laughs> especially, say, let's call it in our community, right? So let's look at our food shops, our clothes shops, all that kind of stuff. Right. a lot of the issue I think there is they've not worked in certain places to understand how business works mm-hmm. so they don't know about having their operations in order having their accounting in order stock taking mm-hmm. customer service mm-hmm. but those things you will learn if you go and work in a corporate company mm-hmm. and then you can take those practices those processes and then now move on with your idea so I, I just think there's opportunities if you go and work somewhere and a lot of people do it they go and work in a consultancy or whatever for a couple of years before they start their business so there's different different groups. That's what I think I'm saying. But yeah, I don't know. Um, be interesting to see, but it's definitely become more of a thing. Uh, I think everyone's trying to handle yeah. something. Um, but I think as you say, like really think about it. Otherwise, you'll be one of the examples that Francis mentioned earlier that yeah. fails in the first eighteen months. I think doing this research for this topic for this episode has made me realise that I actually really have to do my research. Yeah, I can't just yeah. go into it all willy nilly and be oh. like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm starting a business. Mm. No, I have to. Maybe go do surveys, go and speak to yeah. people. <coughs> you really got to put in the effort, right? Yeah. The sweat equity. If you want it to be it. successful as well. But that's like anything, right? You know, if you really want to make be the best at it, you got to put everything into it. Word. But yeah, so that's where we're at. <laughs> so on that note, we are done. So any entrepreneurs, good luck with your journey. Uh, let us know how you go. Uh, let us know with what you felt about this episode. Like always, like, comment, subscribe, share. All that good stuff. Uh, info at making sense. Wait, 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 wait. What we learned. Yes. Yes. What have you learned so this I week? I learned that Bitcoin Cash is going <coughs> to have a hard fork. And if you don't know what Bitcoin Cash is, you should listen to one of our Bitcoin episodes. Essentially, <laughs> all, <laughs> I, um, all it is, it's a variant of Bitcoin. So you have Bitcoin that came out. Bitcoin Cash was basically developers that formed the community of Bitcoin. Some of them had a different idea. One went another way, started Bitcoin Cash. And now I think the Bitcoin Cash community are going to have another disagreement and may split again. So you'll have Bitcoin Cash that will stay and another new coin that will come and it'll be slightly different. Um, it's something to do with block sizes. So if you're looking into what the difference is, you want to know what block sizes are. And that's what I learned. Okay. I learned that scientists have found that people yawn more in response to the yawns of people they care about most. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to pay attention to that one. So that means, oh, you just killed me. Because now, when Sam yawns, if I don't yawn, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I don't know why you're laughing. You're on the hook too, bro. Just pray, just pray she doesn't listen to this. Uh, you're on the hook too. You watch. <laughs> you don't. You, 
You gotta start break. yawning in queue. Like, you know? like, oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's how you end up on Twitter. <laughs> but yes, okay. What did you learn, Francis? Nothing. Stop lying. I didn't know. All right, what's the last thing you read at work? Boring. Okay. What's the last Some, thing you read on the way home from work? Something about Brexit. Or something. Well, go on. What did you oh, learn? Oh, Brexit. We should. We we should. You know, we've got time. Yeah. You know, it's you guys. Know, big it's news. Sunday. Come on. All right. Sunday. Oh, not not every day, granddad. You know, but he, that's who he is, though. He's he is the granddad. Of the granddad. Brother. He is fully okay. Thank you, guys. Thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> so catch us on SoundCloud. Yes. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Spotify. iTunes. Castbox. Stitcher. Stitcher. We're on Instagram. We're on mm. Twitter. And um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I Email. Our website will be out before the year's ended. Even if it's just very basic. And we've got an announcement yeah. coming up soon, so yes. please have a look. Expecting what? Look, Francis, you don't help yourself. Oh my gosh. Are you okay? Anyway, we have an announcement coming soon. I'm going to beat you up, you know. Please look up <laughs> for our socials. Yes. And um, I'm going to about to punch Francis in the eye. Um, okay. You're here, so you deserve it. But yeah, we got an coming out, as Cleesha mentioned. Why are you so violent? Anyway, peace guys, peace. <laughs> Bring out of you. Bye. Bye.